0: This week in preparation, and I couldn't decide whether to use it or not. But Bryant put it on his Facebook post, and it was uh, how the civil, uh, the Memorial Day started back uh, around the Civil War days. Uh, it started with a group of black folks uh, going to the graves to uh, decorate their soldiers, and I thought, how how important is uh, that? That needs to be a part of history, and uh, we don't hear all the ways that the uh, black community has contributed so much to our American culture. We need to, we need to be better about getting that word out uh, to people. I remember uh, Glenn Beck showing a picture of uh, George Washington crossing the Delaware. We've all seen that picture, him standing on the front of the boat. But if you look real close, and this was Glenn's point, he said, I not you look real close, in the boat. And the closest man to him was a black man. Setting the boat. So, black folks fought for independence, and when Abraham Lincoln signed that declaration, it was a glory hallelujah day. But we still got a lot of work to do. Unfortunately, we still have a lot of work to do. But on Memorial Day, we want to pause to remember. Um, Memorial Day is an official holiday in the United States. It's observed on May 30th, uh, was until 1971, when for federal employees the date was changed to the last Monday in May, also known as Decoration Day. I thought it was interesting that the federal employees got their way <laughs> over the rest of us. The custom of placing flowers on the graves of the war began on May 5th, 1866, in Waterloo, New York. And Waterloo has been recognized by Congress as the official birthplace of Memorial Day. In 1868, General John Logan, then President of the Grand Army of the Republic, declared that May 30 would be a day to decorate the graves of comrades with flowers who died in defense of their country during the late Revolution, or the late Rebellion, I should say. After World War I, the day was set aside to honor all Americans who died in wars. Then the custom was extended to pay tribute to deceased relatives and friends, both military and civilian. The most solemn ceremony conducted on Memorial Day is the placing of the wreath at the Tomb of the Unknowns located in Arlington National Cemetery. Uh, If you've never witnessed that, it's worth watching on television or YouTube. Uh, It's such a very moving um, ceremony. So we celebrate today Memorial Day many people just see it as an extra day off a three-day weekend and we can go to the lake for the first time in a long time it's been so cold around here it's nice to have heat it's nice to feel heat and so once you feel heat though you think i need to go to the lake (laughs) so i'm sure a lot of people are are doing that Uh, or floating down the illinois river i'm not sure i'd want to do that at uh, flood stage of the (laughs) river but uh, people are crazy Most people think it's a reason to cook out, you know, invite friends over. But for those who've lost loved ones, this weekend becomes very personal. It's very difficult sometimes to uh, get through. Uh, The little video I showed you, I'm always touched by the little children. I'm also touched by the wives who give up their husbands to uh, death in, in the military. Uh, The one that just always gets me is the uh, wife laying by the grave, just laid on the grass by her husband on the grave uh, in the cemetery. And then the little little girl, she's got the uh, mattress laid down on the floor by his casket. And she's probably just going through pictures of him on the laptop. It's very moving. We need to stop and think about it. Uh, If you really want to be touched, drive out to Floral Haven this weekend. Floral Haven Cemetery has one of the largest flag displays in the country. uh, I think there's over 1,300 flags uh, out there. And uh, little ROTC groups from several high schools come every year and and, uh, set those up. It's very moving to, to see. If you haven't been out there, you ought to go. Every American ought to recognize this day and honor those who gave their lives so America can be what it is today, free, strong, and a nation really worth fighting for because men have died for this country we have the right to preach the word of God freely there may come a day when we can't in Great Britain today you have a limited freedom of speech if you say certain words in public in Great Britain you will be arrested that's coming our way whether you like it or not and uh, it would behoove us to stand firm uh, when That's trying to be. In fact, it is to some extent. uh, If you'll think about it, if you have a contrary decision or a contrary voice to anyone, you're squelched. You're shut up. You're told to be quiet. I thought. uh, In fact, up in Washington uh, State, there was a. They had an all um, an all white day. All white personnel needed to be off the campus for this day. There was a white professor who refused to go. He wanted to teach his class and had a mob attack his class and attack him. And when he called the police, uh, he couldn't call the police because the kids stole his phone from him, physically took it from him. Then uh, someone else called the police when they showed up. The president of the college told them to stand down. And so now this mob is meeting with the president and telling him of that school how it's going to go. They're the ones that are deciding what happens at that school or doesn't happen at that school. In fact, they want this professor fired because he had the audacity to actually show up to work as a white man. I thought we got rid of all this stuff years ago. I thought Martin Luther King died so that we'd have freedom. Huh? I thought Jesus died so we could have freedom. Wow. And if you want to talk to them about Jesus, oh my goodness, your speech will be shut down real fast. But we have the right to live in peace. That's what our Constitution says. We have the right to protect our homes. That's what the Constitution says. In fact, it says we have the right to pursue peace, prosperity, and happiness. So we need to thank God not only for those that have died for us so that our country can be free, but we need to thank God on this Memorial Day for, our son Jesus, for His Son, Jesus Christ, who literally died to give us freedom. Amen? So today I want us to look at three things. We want to mourn the loss, remember the lives, and be thankful for the sacrifice. And so we need to remember those who died for us, but also remember the one who died to set us free from sins. Jesus fought the armies, armies of hell so that we might have liberty in his name. Every week it's a celebration of, of our memorial for Christ. We remember it up in the front on the table. Uh, every week we celebrate it. Every week we appreciate it. Every week we are touched by it. And every Sunday it's a memorial day for Christians. Every day, every Sunday we should be gathering and thanking God for the freedom we have. The freedom from sin and the freedom for heaven that we can get to go. So in light of those battles, let's take a look at, on Memorial Day, we first of all mourn the loss. Matthew 18, verses 12 through 14, says this, What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep, and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. And in the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. Jesus came and died for us, each and every one of us. He doesn't want any of us to be lost. When storms come, and we've had a few lately, the thunder and the lightning and the rumbles, my little dog is getting older, and my little dog just gets scared to death. Uh, we've tried whiskey, and we've tried, uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> you, you just try, there's some medications the doctors recommend that we've tried over the counter, and she just gets so anxious. And she'll jump up in my lap, and she's just panting as hard as she can go, and I'm trying to reassure her that everything's going to be okay. And occasionally she'll turn around and look at me like with that look that says, you have lost your mind, old man. (laughs) Especially when a clap of thunder and lightning hits. We have no idea what hell is going to be like. Jesus talks about it a lot in Scripture. But I love this story in Matthew 18. And we're going to look at three different scriptures on, on our points this morning. But in this particular passage, it tells us that if one of us strays, God is going to do His very best to hunt us down and to bring us to safety. Aren't you glad of that? I'm glad of that. I'm also glad that even if I mess up in the process of my working out my sanctification and I mess up, I make a bad choice, I still make a mistake I'm so grateful that the forgiveness of God is still extended to me, aren't you? of course you may not make a mistake since you've found the Lord man, hallelujah but if you're like me you find yourself to have feet of clay and mistakes come and they happen one thing that I know and when I read this story and I mourn the loss of Christ I realize that I'm the guilty one and I know that if I was the only sinner on this earth Jesus would still come and have died the same way he did so that I could have the opportunity for heaven his love is that great his love is that great for us, isn't that awesome? So, on Memorial Day we mourn the loss, those that, that we've lost, and then secondly we remember the lives. On Memorial Day we remember the lives, and from our from from the scripture we want to see how that works in Luke twenty four verses 13-25 through there's a story of Jesus encountering two men on the road to Emmaus we pick it up at verse 13 now that same day two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem you see they had been to Jerusalem they had seen uh, Christ die on the cross probably followed him to the tomb verse 14 they were talking with each other about everything that had happened And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. Now, I don't know how Jesus did that. I don't know if he all of a sudden changed his face or if he just covered his face in some way that they couldn't really see who it was. And covered his, you know, probably covered his hands enough where they couldn't see the holes in his hands. Verse. 16, 17. But he asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem, and do you not know the things that have happened there in these days? Well, what things? He says. It's kind of like when a parent catches you doing something you're not supposed to do, and you say, What have you been doing? Hoping they'll tell you the truth, right? Verse 19. What things? Jesus said about Jesus of Nazareth they said he was a prophet powerful in word and deed before God and all the people and the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel and what is more it's the third day since all this took place so see they were hooked on the promise right they had been taught from childhood about this Jesus this Messiah who is going to come and He's going to conquer. It's the third day. He's going to rise again. Verse 22, In addition, some some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find His body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said He was alive. And then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but Him they did not see. Verse 25, And He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart, To believe all that the prophets have spoken. So what Jesus is saying is, I'm right here. And yet you don't even see me. How many times in your life has Jesus been right there and you didn't see him? Maybe something really good happened for you. And Jesus was there helping you. And yet you didn't see him. Uh, Jeff had a wreck the other night Saturday night Or Friday night Whatever day it was It was late I get a call You never want that call Dad can you come get me I said sure what's wrong He said I had a wreck Well gratefully nobody was hurt But if you, you see his car out on the parking lot It was hurt I Tore up I'm just grateful that him And the people that he hit They were okay but all kinds of things work through your mind but Jesus was with him Jesus was with them through that whole accident could have been a lot worse while we stood there waiting for the police to come there were at least three other cars that almost hit him in the back because people just don't pay attention today when they drive and they're going way too fast way too fast But Jesus is saying, how foolish are you, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. See, they repeated what they had been taught, but did they really believe it? So when Jesus tells you that he loves you, and then you turn around and don't love yourself, you're making him out to be a liar, aren't you? You need to love the Lord. Let him love you. Part of our emotional healing in the process of grief is to remember the lives of the loved ones who've passed. Remember them, it's okay. Jean and I were talking about that this, this last week. It just it, everyone grieves differently. Nobody grieves the same way. When you lose a loved one, you may get over it quickly, you may never get over it. It's that simple? Because each of us grieve in a different way. The headstones that we put on graves are a testimony of who those people were. I ran across a few. thought I'd pass on to you. One of them says, gone too soon. Or gone so soon. Another one said, dear parents, though we miss you much, we know you rest with God. Another one said, safe in the arms of Jesus, faithful unto death. Gone, but not forgotten. That's a pretty good one. Then there was this one. Go, Spirit, go thy way. At rest, asleep in Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Life's work well done, she rests in peace. Well, that's kind of a whole life story, isn't it? All these messages tell us a little about the person buried under that headstone. What must we remember about Jesus? What would be on Jesus' headstone? Whoop! He ain't (laughs) here. Who let the dogs out? (laughs) Uh uh. Wonder what would be on his would like us to remember. Jesus would like us to remember how he lived and what he taught through his life. He set an example of how we're supposed to love and to live. Our life should reflect that kind of life and that kind of love toward other people. I loved watching Jackson Wilkie graduate from kindergarten. Is it kindergarten? Is that what it was? Well, I mean, they've got the cap and the gown. They've got the whole nine yards. It's really an amazing little ceremony over there at Happy Hands. But boy, has that little fella come a long way. It's awesome, isn't it? It's awesome. I saw him in the grocery store. He kept hollering at me. I'd be a whole aisle away from him. Help! Ah! I'd look and no Jackson. He'd <laughs> run off. There'd be two more rows. He'd holler. I'd hear somebody hollering, I'd look. He'd run. Love it. That's the kind of love we just that unconditional love that just, you know, here I am. He's my friend, and I'm going to call him out by name. That's awesome. It's awesome. So, we mourn the loss, we remember the lives, and then lastly, on Memorial Day, we are thankful for the sacrifice. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26, a very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, used a lot around the communion table, and rightly so. But begins in verse 23 by saying, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Every Sunday when we take communion, we remember and memorialize and commemorate the death of Jesus. Every time. It should never become routine and mundane for you. You should never sit back and go, Oh my, what a waste of time that we've got to run this through. That means we've got ten more minutes. <gasps> I mean, we hear some great devotions out of these men, don't we? For no other reason, let's just have it because of that. But we need to have our communion time for us each of us to remember what the Lord has done for us. He bought your freedom. He bought you hope. He bought you joy and peace that passes all understanding. He brought you faith. He bought you eternal life. So when you think about those things, it should make this Lord's Supper a little bit more meaningful to you. We should never make light of this memorial feast that we do every week. We do this in remembrance of of him. Jesus right on the front of the table Do this in remembrance of me That's what Jesus said I'm grateful we do it that way It was just before Christmas 1917 The beautiful snowy landscapes of Europe Had been blackened by war The trenches on one side held the Germans and On the other side the trenches were filled with Americans It was World War I The exchange of gunshots intense. Separating them was a very narrow strip called No Man's Land. A young German soldier attempting to cross that No Man's Land had been shot and then became entangled in barbed wire and he cried out in anguish and in pain he continued to whimper. Between the shells, all the Americans in that sector could hear him scream. When all of a sudden one American soldier could stand it no longer, he crawled out to the German soldier. And when the Americans realized what he was doing, they stopped firing. The Germans, however, continued. Then a German officer realized what the young American was doing, and he ordered his men to cease firing. There was a weird, wild kind of a silence going across that no man's land. On his stomach, the American made his way to that German soldier and disentangled him, stood up with the German in his arms, walked straight to the German trenches, placed him in the waiting arms of his comrades, and then turned and started back to the American trenches. And suddenly, there was a hand on his shoulder that turned him around. There stood a German officer who had won the Iron Cross, the highest German honor for bravery. He jerked it from his own uniform and placed it on the American who then walked back to the American trenches. Only when he was safely in the trenches did the insanity of war resume. That German soldier was thankful that that American soldier sacrificed himself to save him. Are you thankful that Jesus sacrificed himself for you? How often do you tell him? How often do you show him? On Memorial Day we mourn the loss, we remember the lives, and we are thankful for the sacrifice. All the heroic acts done on the battlefields through history have made our country what it is today. We are free. Amen. We are free. We are wealthy and we are respected around the world. I'm proud to be an American. I have the luxuries that this country affords because men and women have died to give me what I have. I am 62 years old. When I was 18 years old was the last year we were forced to to be drafted into the military. It stopped at the letter M. The draft got all of my 18-year-old friends whose last name was A through M. But beyond that, it became volunteer. Many volunteered. But I had the choice. I was the very first group to have a choice and it's been all volunteer since that day. I'll always be grateful for the men and women who've gone before me who paid that price so that I could have that that day of freedom, that day of choice. Similarly, Christ Jesus died and paid for my salvation. He reconciled me back to the Father because it, it always takes shed blood to bring that reconciliation. And so His shed blood caused that to happen for me. And we have that promise We have that promise of salvation. And we did nothing, nothing to accept the luxury of salvation. He did it for us. And for that, for that, we must be thankful. Pray with me, please. Father, I thank you for this time this morning. Pray that we will truly be thankful people. That we will always remember what you've done for us. And we will find a way to show our gratitude through our lives, through our words. And God, I just pray that today, of all days, we will spend just a moment or two being grateful. Father, maybe there's somebody here today that just needs to respond to you in some way, it needs prayer, it needs to call on you for salvation. Whatever it is, would they do it today in Jesus' name? Amen. Let's sing together. Trust and Obey, great song.